All right, guys, you are now tuned into another episode of Zay TV Presents the Ratchet Hour. And it's your boy, Alizé Rachamel. And today I'm here with my baby, Taylor. It's your girl, Taylor, a.k.a. Cheeks. If you don't know, and now you know. It's a new week, and we are back at it again. And for those of you who don't know, this is a show where we talk about hip-hop, pop culture, politics, reality TV, everything you want to know about, we talk about it. And we are on SoundCloud, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. We are everywhere, okay? Everywhere you can stalk your ex. You better put Ratchet Hour and you're going to find us, okay? So, if you are new to the show, what we do every week, we do a little weekend review. We talk about our weekends. We kiki a little bit, you know, little ratchet stuff that we do on the regular. So, my weekend this week was very eventful. So, like, basically, um, this weekend, this weekend, I went to um, a showcase at the Knitting Factory. Which is like a scene for like Brooklyn hip hop and stuff. Oh yeah, that's the one. I, you was like, it's cold. It was cold, girl. I was trying to beat you, and I was like, ooh. No, it was too cold. It was a nice, but it was a nice show. In all in all, like I got to see like it was a lot of like Latino rappers there yeah, for some reason. It today. was cute. I saw the highlights um, on Instagram. It was cute. Yeah, so it was like um, it was a lot of rap. It was really good. Like Brooklyn, New York, we have like a lot of talent going on that people need to see. And if you into music. You should definitely stop by the Nina Factory and get to like see the people performing there. Um, one of the standouts to me was my my friend. He's my friend. We met um years ago, and when I worked at Shake Shack, his name is Antonio, but he goes by Rage and Rose. And he did like a like he told me years ago like I'm gonna do music, and I didn't believe him. Like we, it was in a drunk conversation. He's like I'm gonna do music. Yeah, everybody do music. Oh, I'm a, I'm a rapper. I'm a singer. But when you see somebody who actually do it, do it. It's like, yeah. So like oh, this shoot. was my first time seeing him do it. And he jumped in a crowd. He had good stage presence. He had rap where you could really hear the lyrics. He wasn't mumbling. I was mumbling. just about to say that. You read in my mind. It was a good show. And I was really pleasantly surprised. Because, you know, I'm, I ain't going to lie. I got a little hater in me. But it was really good. And I really enjoyed his performance. And then, so shout out to Raging Rose. If you guys are listening, go stream his music. He's on every platform. You could go right to Apple Music. If you have an iPhone, go listen to his music. Then I also went to Yams Day this weekend. And Ooh, I went last yeah. year and I went this year. And this year it was just crazy because it was like really like ghetto. Like people Did you get to see Rihanna? No, she didn't get to come out because a lot of ASAP Rocky and um ASAP Ferg friends were on the stage. And you know Rihanna is not gonna come on the stage yeah. around all of that. And it was an okay concert. It wasn't like last year was way better than like this year. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring out no surprise guests. Well, they brought out two chains, little Yachty. Jim Jones, um, and Tyler the Creator closed the show, but that was weird. Last year it was more like hip hop, more raw, more fun, more surprising, and I felt like this year it was just it just was different. And I didn't even really like the um audience that was there because mm-hmm. I feel like now concerts are so weird. Like 
No shade. You don't really see like black people at concerts. I was just about to tell you that. And Latino people at concerts. It, it was just like a bunch of little white stoner kids. From Williamsburg who were trying to get in where they fit in. And then you got to look two times over your shoulder to make sure they're not saying the N word too loud or too boldly. Yes, and popping pills like it's nothing. Pop the pills you want to. But if you sing it along and I hear you say nigga and you next to me, I'm going to pop you. Yeah, I just wasn't here for that. Like that wasn't my type of crowd or my type of audience. I really wasn't like feeling that. Yeah, that made me feel away too. Yeah, so the crowd. It I takes away know. from the authenticity of Stuff. And I only went because my friends from Philly and my high school friends, they all like ASAP Rock. Like, that's their type of thing. Like, they mm-hmm. type of artist. But I just wasn't here for it. But I had a good time at the concert. It was okay. Because you was with your peoples. That's what, you know, your peoples kind of have to make something. And that's, I feel like, yeah. you can tell if a concert is good or not. If I had a good time enjoying the artist and not enjoying it because my peoples was with me. You know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, that's what I feel. I feel like my friends made it a good time. but Not the that, show itself. Yeah, it mm-hmm. wasn't really all that. But shout out to um ASAP, ASAP Mob and ASAP um Yams and everybody his family because his moms was there. It was a good concert all in all. It was an okay concert. I just wish Rihanna got to come out and at least do one little song like. Or even just make our stage presence because. Or just walk and wine, girl. Yeah. Walk and wine. Pop it one time. Work, work, work. Oh, that's what she had to do. Work, 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 work. She do fashion killer something. Damn. Something. Well, it's my turn. Um, my weekend was super, super cute. I was drunk in love this whole weekend. Um, I was celebrating my 10-year anniversary with my dude. Ooh, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years, girl. We've been here. 10 years. So, uh, Saturday we went to dinner um, mm. at Beauty and Essex, which was a show because a bitch was slim with a nice 32 ponytail. You saw New York dinner. I went to dinner. I went to dinner. And it was real cute and shit. Um, you, so that was real classy of us. And we just had dinner. And then on Sunday, we did, well, we slept in a little bit. And then he took me on a sneaky trip to Sojo. And a bitch was in the pool, in the heated pool, in 22 degree weather. So it was real cute. I felt real Caucasian and shit. It's indoor, right? It's indoor and outdoor. Today, I, um, the pool that we were in, we started off with, was the Infinity Pool, which is outside. But it's mm-hmm. like heated to 110 degrees. So you can literally see like the steam. Um, come off the water, and so you don't really don't feel cold because you heated the fuck up like a lobster in there. Yeah, and you can kind of like um, it's right on the outskirts between Jersey and New York, so you can literally get the whole New York City skyline from the Infinity Pool. It's so fucking dope. Like I would recommend anybody to go there. Like if you just wanted to chill and have a good ass time, it's open year round. Super super clean. Staff is super super nice. Like literally when you walk through the door, it's like them shoes gotta go. And you put them in like shoe lockers. You can walk the whole place barefoot because the floors are heated. And, I mean, you're going to see a lot of tota and tetas and wee-wees because it's, like, um, it's just like a spa um, atmosphere. But in the lockers, you get to change into your lock- into your bathing suits and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have showers, so you can shower before and shower after. So everybody's just there free, willy-nilly. I mean, I was a few, I was one of the very few flies in that bowl of milk. So it's very Caucasian. But it's I'm such dead. it's such a, um, a cute thing. It was such a good time. I felt super, super relaxed. Shout out to my boyfriend. Thank you so much for taking me there. I really, really needed it. Um, but yeah, it was an awesome, awesome time. And then I just went home, chilled, had some wine, and clutched up with my ratchet ass TV shows. Okay. And then Monday, since it was Martin Luther King Day, shout out to Martin Luther King. We yeah, shout out to Martin Luther King. So he had the day off as well. So we just bought new furniture. And he's being Bob the Builder and built our new furniture and got me a new wardrobe and a new bed. And I cooked. And we just built the bed and made a home a home. And it was being real cute and shit. And real, real, um, with, um, suburban life. That was- I know, right? 
fuck? Yeah. I know we in the hood. We went to the IKEA bag. But I love my bag. It's so big and so fluffy bag. All right. So speaking that you brought up Martin Luther King, so I wish I had that day off. So shout no out to No fucking him. way they played you to get that day off? I worked Martin Luther King day. Mm-hmm, that's injustice. It was you double black. pay though. It's okay. Oh, it was okay, double okay, pay. Okay, okay. <laughs> so shout out to Martin Luther King for my $32 an hour. Hey. And I want to say shout out to Hezekiah Walker because he was at my job singing that gospel. Talk about we raise our hands in the sanctuary. We give our presents and give it to God. Yo, you is so annoying. No, maybe do the double tap now. All right, so... Basically, we're going to get into our show, guys. So, every week we do a lot of things. So, we're going to get into our first segment, which is called Reality Bites, which is where we talk about reality TV and everything that's going on in reality TV. So, I want to start off talking about, basically, a lot of the shows in reality TV had, like, good concepts this week to where I wanted to see, like, my perspective and how your perspective would be in these situations. Okay. So, we're going to start off with the first show, which we have is um, Growing Up Hip Hop. So... During growing up hip hop, one of the biggest things was that um JoJo, who is um you Russell know, Simmons' son, yeah, not Russell Simmons. I mean, uh-huh. the other one, Run DMC, Run DMC's DMC son. Simmons. So him and his fiance was arguing about having a baby. They already have one baby, and, she's and my kid. she was just like, "No, I don't want no more babies. I have my one baby. We have our family." Da 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 da. That's what she said. So my thing, my question is to you, because he really wants a baby. He wants a boy. He keeps bringing it up, and they like they're clashing about it. Mm-hmm. So my opinion is to you. My question to you is: in a relationship, who decides when to have a baby or? When enough is enough, like when enough kids is enough, like I feel like it has to be um a joint decision. Just because one as a as a woman or the other person who's who's going to be carrying, that's a lot of strain on your body. It's a lot of strain on your mind, on your mental. Now you have not one person but two little people to look after, mm-hmm. and including your spouse or your partner. That's a whole nother person because practically they're like a child. Yeah. So you have to think about that. You have to think about your finances. You have to think about your emotional um, capacity to love two people, especially two people that's going to have two different personalities, two different paths of life, two different everything. Yeah. You don't know having a child. You don't know what you're getting. To be honest, you don't know what you're getting. And people take that and people take that for granted because they just want the quantity or just say, "Oh, I got my junior," or "I got my daughter." But like, these are lives, and these are these are people that you're shaping and molding and putting out into the world. And you have to do it to the best of your ability. And if you feel like you can only do that for one person, it should be for that one person. And your partner should understand that. I feel like in a situation, um, who decides to have kids, it's kind of like, in my opinion, is have as many kids as you can afford. And then I feel like it should be a joint decision. I don't feel like anyone should choose. But when it comes to these two um, people, I feel like um, she knew what situation she got in. She knew that they come from like a dynasty family, kind of like a big family. And he's the second. So it's like Run DMC's real name is Joseph. This is Joseph the second. That he wants to keep it going or whatever. And she was like, I'm not into the whole junior thing, which I do understand because I do find that corny. It's corny and it's it's, it's, it's a lot of... um pressure to put on on a person because like you have to live up to your father's name or your grandfather's name or your great you know what i mean you never get to be your own person because you are this person's kid but i feel like she knew what she signed up for because at the end of the day she knew she was coming into this big family she knew that they wanted kids i mean that he wanted a son even with the first daughter he always wanted a boy so i feel like give give him a baby you know y'all rich y'all can do ivf y'all can afford the process to pick whether it's a boy or girl give him his baby and just let it bygones be bygones. And then she was like, oh, she wants to wait um, 
10 years to have a baby, I feel like that's dumb because you don't want a 21-year-old and a 12-year-old. You don't want to be like, have them both be so close to age type where one is going to college, the other one is going to college, and y'all can live y'all lives. Oh, see, I ain't come up like that. My sister's 16 years older than me. No, me and my sister, we are a year apart. Uh-uh. I'm the youngest girl, and my sister is 16 years older than me. Then I have a brother who's three and a half years younger than me. So we come from big, I come from big gaps. Um, And it's pros and it's cons to it to having big gaps because my sister was my coming to my second parent so when my mom couldn't do certain stuff my sister filled in that gap or you know just certain little things yeah. like that and but then the con was it that i didn't have that like you said like that closeness because she was like a mom she wasn't my sister until now i'm an adult now me and her are sister sister that's that's my right hand that's my go-to shout out to my sister toddy i love you very much i feel like it's better when y'all closer because me and my sister we a year apart we went to school together like we went to high school like we got to do everything together, so I felt like I was only, I'm we a year apart, I'm older. So I felt like anything that I went through, I could like be like, all right, this is what you gotta do. Like every teacher I had, the next year she would have them. Mm. So I would be like, all right, this you is what you wanna do for a homework. Lot of stuff. So I felt like, I feel like it's better to be closer in age. Like, cause my cousin, I have a cousin, he's, um, he's a year younger than me, so he's like 22 or whatever, right? And his little brother is like, probably like 10. I don't wanna say he's 10, he's probably like, yeah, like 10. Mm. My thing is, why wait so long? Like, they are close still, but it's like, they missed out on experiencing stuff together. Like, now me and my, my sister, we 21. I'm 22. I'm 23. I keep saying 22. I'm 22. She's 20. I'm 23. She's 22. We could go to clubs together. Like, we mm. could do all that together. So, like, it's like, you won't really need friends. You you choose to make your siblings, friends. Your siblings are your friends. But yes. I feel like, but you like she said, she wanted to wait 10 years, but it's probably not even for financial. It's probably for emotional capacity. Like, I just need to master one kid first before I can take on another. Because you got to think about, okay, you have all the money in the world to do what you need to do, but JoJo is JoJo. Like, we know your father, so are you a full-time parent? Because when you're on the road or you doing appearances and stuff, who home with the babies? Me. So you got to make sure she's good because she's going to be your provider. If she's not good mentally... Like, a kid is not, like, a necessary. A kid is not a Gucci bag. Like, oh, we just got a son, we got a boy, and this, this, and this, that, for appearance-wise. It's a lot in, like I said, to molding a child. So she's not mentally ready for a kid. Your kid is doomed, bro. No, I feel like, I feel like those... And that's what people do these days, have a lot of kids for, for accessories, just to those, say they got some. Those kids are different from, like, regular kids. Those kids are accessories. <laughs> those kids are bankable. Those kids aren't, like, little Tyrone and little um T.T. Do not listen to him. Those, kids are not accessories. <laughs> those kids, them Russell Simmons kids, them um Run DMC kids, they are accessories. Like, <laughs> like no lie. I feel like Run DMC thought, like, all right, I'm going to have these kids, and they're going to be bankable. Like, look at Angela Simmons. She got, um... A Fubu line. She got her own pastry sneaker. She doing work. With Who wear Fuji. pastries? Who wear pastries? All right, but she worked with Fubu and Kooji. She got her own stuff coming up. Like I guess. But now you think about it. Let's let's go down through his list. Who's only one? Two. The only ones are bankable. Three of them. That's Diggy, enough. Angela, and and halfway as Vanessa. That's enough. Rusty though. ain't doing shit. That's enough though. <laughs> Jojo, yeah, he's on this TV show. That's enough though. I he just like, got lucky. I feel like that's enough. So now we can now we're getting, we can eliminate Vanessa because Vanessa on Lifetime no, movies. No, Lifetime movies don't count. She's on Channel 7 movies too. That don't count. That do. Soap operas do count because your grandmama sit there and watch soap operas all day. Everybody grandma sit there and watch Days of Our Life. She was on Days of Our Life for mad years. I guess. Vanessa, don't do Vanessa. I love Vanessa. It's Angela that I get on my nerves, but I love Vanessa. I love Angela with her Cheetos. No, she's mad. <laughs> she do too much. All right, so we're going to move on to the next um part of Growing Up Hip Hop Hollywood. So basically, um, 
Egypt is um Peppa's daughter, right? Yes. And she's with this guy named Sam, and like I do feel like he's bad for her, and everybody else does. Yeah. Everybody feel like he's using her, and like he's controlling her. So TT, which is my girl, shout out to Tegira, I love TT. She um she's trying to like. She tried to talk to Egypt and talk her out of it, but it wasn't working. So now in the episode, what she did was she drove her around and tried to make her miss the proposal. Mm. Like she drove her around in the Uber, made the Uber go to the wrong place. So basically, sabotage. the question is, would you warn your cousin or your friend? Would you warn your cousin or your friend or ruin their engagement if you knew that their dude wasn't shit? Yes. I mean, not necessarily ruin it, but I'm I'm that friend. Like, if you go with my friend and I see you falling in a hole, and that's a, a bad and a good quality that I, that I had, I'm gonna be like, bitch, run. Are you stupid or is you dumb? Like, I'm gonna tell you straight up, this nigga ain't shit. Like, run. Are you, what is wrong with you? Stupid, dumb, 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 dumb. Like, I'm that friend. I'm gonna tell you. Like, I don't like him. I'm gonna tell him to his face, I don't like you. Like, I would make it very apparent. This is not this is not the wave. Okay, so I'm the, I used to be that friend that would be like, no, don't do this. He's a bum. But no, I learned my lesson because people, people, people turn on you. People turn on you. I had a friend that I tried to tell her, I tried to warn her, and she turned on me, and it was like, oh, now it's two people against me. Mm-hmm. And so now, oh my when god, my we friends, sisters for real, for real. I'm dead. <laughs> so now when my friends are in situations and they man ain't shit or they man cheating, I will see it and I won't tell them because I feel like. People will really turn on their friends for a relationship. For, for a dude. You can know your friend, because I knew this friend for years, probably since I was like seven, that friend was five. We knew each other for years, yeah. and she wound up switching on, switching up on me for a boy. Yeah. So I would never, ever, if something ever happens, like even now I have this other friend. Um, She's like, she's really acting delusional. She's getting into this relationship with this boy. He be cheating on her. He got a whole other bitch name tied it. Oh, God. All that. So... I, and we kept trying to tell her, and she still stayed with him, and she tried to make it seem like we was against her relationship. So now I just don't tell people. If you see it, you see it. If you gotta happen, I gotta. You gotta let people learn on their own. You gotta let the let the train crash. Yeah. Let it. It's if gonna you see pain. A train wreck coming. Let it boom because <laughs> it's gonna hurt you. Like. Like, it's, it's gonna kill you. Like, yo, damn, this is my friend. I can never. No, nope, like, it don't kill me, but, girl. But, like, I get my popcorn and watch. Because now, because we, we've been through it, like, we've been through the, the bad part. Because it can go really, really good or really, really bad. But, like I said, your friends will, people will switch on you for a dude. Because at the end of the day, they feel like you're disposable and their partner isn't. And that will happen. It's happened to me. Like, I had a, had a friend, friend for my years, been through everything since childhood, and flipped on me from a dude, and we're no longer even friends anymore. And she's not even with the dude no more. But like that's how it be. But you be, gotta let them. Gotta and, let I, them I, see. and if I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't have said nothing because like you gonna like have to learn. It's gonna be sad that you have to learn this way, and it's gonna be able to go through all these trials and tribulations to get to this point to get to the other side. When I try to save you at the halfway point, but you shit on me for it. But come on, preacher, trials and tribulations. But can you, I get a shum? Na, 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 na. Exactly, you have can to go through uh, hoops and valleys and holes. Can I get a shum? Amen in this church of Taylor. Amen. Amen. Won't he do it? Watch shika dika dika. Yo, I hate you. But that will happen to you. So, so like I used to, like I said, I'm it's my good and my bad quality that I am like that, but like like Jay said, Jay said you gotta let I, people let see, it crash. I like how you got good and bad qualities. I just have bad. I'm gonna let you boom yourself. Yeah. 
Don't do me. Do you got to drown, sis. You better get, make sure you got a life jacket or something. All right, so now we're going to move on to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Lately, they've been making a lot of headlines, so there's a lot I got to run through with this. So let's get through the run through. Snake Gate has finally come to a conclusion in Canada, which Snake Gate was somebody recording, Cynthia. We talked about yeah. this last week. Um, everybody brought it out to be Yavana, the new lady, that she was the one that she was... Um, Snake Gate, but she tried to act like she ain't know what was going on. Playing stupid. Which led to Portia, Kenya. It led to Portia going off on her because she was talking about Portia Man. It led to Cynthia and Marlo arguing. It led to Nini versus Kenya and a whole big hoopla. Then we have, on this newer episode, we have Kenya bringing up how to, like, ladies, if your man was cheating, would you want to yes. know? Yes. Oh, my so God. So answer the question. If your man was cheating, would you want to know? It's kind of like what we just talked about, but if your man, would you want to know? If my friends knew, yeah. But like, if if I just had like wanted to know for myself, hell no. Because I feel like if a man is stupid enough to let me find out that I that that you cheating, that you wasn't like on it enough, mm-hmm. I'm gonna beat that ass. I'm gonna ragtag that ass. Cause like, I'm giving you space in a relationship. I'm the type of person. I'm gonna give you space, and opportunity to do what you need to do. Now, if you dumb enough to get caught up. You gonna get laid out, cause I'm that, I'm that, I'm telling, I'm that type of shorty who runs down. I feel like if you cheating on me, I would, I would like you to not cheat on me. But I would love you, you are, not to cheat on me, but if you are, be smart about it. I don't want to know that you're cheating on me, and if I, if you are cheating on me, and my friends, and if my people's listening, and you see it, tell, tell me, please. because I'm, I'm that friend. I'm not gonna turn on you, cause I know you telling me, cause you care about me. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't need no STD, no none of that. SOS, tell, tell, tell me. me. Don't have me out here looking like boo boo the fool. Cause I'm coming in the Benz truck with a toolie and a pistol, and I'm going crazy. I'm yeah. shooting everybody. Tell me, don't leave yeah. me looking dumb. I kicks in doors. I run down on mothers, baby mothers, aunties, uncles, kids, all of that. Anybody who didn't know, you getting it too. Like I don't tell me, because I rather know than you sitting out here watching me look like boo boo the fool. Cause now I feel like you snaky too. So now you gonna get it too. Anybody can. Can get it. I'm the can man. Um, American, Jamaican, African, they can get it. All right, so moving on. Tanya. So basically all of that, um, would you like to know if your man was cheating was about Tanya, Sam's and um her man Paul and the cookie lady. So moving <laughs> on. Cookie lady. Tanya shades Kenya and she she shades Kenya for wearing a wig and she brought um Kenya's actual wig to the thing. I don't know why because Kenya got like, edges. She was like, um, Basically, it was trying to like a little dig because Kenya always promotes natural hair. But my thing is, it really wasn't a dig because Kenya has, has hair. Yeah, she shows her hair. She lets you run her fingers through it. She always not wear a wig. So I felt like if she wear a wig, it's not really a problem. That's not really a big thing to like, me. Like, girl, it would have been a big thing if she wore a wig and she had no edges or she had buckshots on the back of her neck yeah, like, or was nappy or unhealthy or whatever. It was looking crazy. But, like, girl, sometimes you want to throw a wig on because you don't feel like doing your hair. Like, you sound stupid. First of all, there's another black woman coming out of a black woman about wearing a wig. Girl, bye. I feel like some. I feel like Nene and Marlo gassed her up to try to comfort Kenya because Kenya is now the biggest star. Like, she's the one. She's returning. She's the phoenix. She rose from the bring, ashes. They don't really bring girls back to come back unless you're like an OG like Kim or Sheree. They brought Kenya back Sheree can't even come back if she really wanted to. Because she's boring because Kenya tore her up in that season. <laughs> but they brought Kenya back because she's the monster name. <laughs> Like, joggers, many looks, many joggers. I'm dead. They brought Kenya back because once she has, she was Miss USA or Miss um I'm yeah Miss, Miss USA, USA second and she's a big name yeah. like, and she she did it when she was on that show she did it she let them she have turned, it she, turned she them destroyed out. Phaedra Parks she up. destroyed Portia up. she destroyed Sheree yep. and now she's destroying Nene and she's, they like that she's good for ratings she's four and zero oh. she's a, she's a, she's undefeated right now in the most highest ever rated episode um 
of Real Housewives dealt with Kenya. Yeah. So she is a money maker. She brings twirl. the money. <laughs> What? What's on? I'm going with the wind. Yeah, fabulous. fabulous. I'm, I'm going, going with, with the, the wind. Fabulous. Don't come for me unless I send for you. Came from her. No. Come on. And what else? Um, she killed me with. Um, oh my God. I'm gonna put it in. I'm when gonna put she it was in. Like, uh, when she was like, "Wish it Chateau 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 nothing. It's nothing there. No, she made a song about her hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, we're gonna move on from Real Housewives of Atlanta. We're gonna move on to Love and Hip Hop New York. And on this episode, we got to see Erica Miller and Safari get married. So let's give them a little clap. But let's start with Street. how Twitter, 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 and Black Twitter is roasting Safari for having the ugliest crying face. They said he beat Kim Kardashian in the ugly crying face. And Twitter posted about... Sidebar, did you see him on Flatbush? On, on the, the, on standing the, on top of the um, thing? Yes, and then they had the damn police dick and they thought he was going to jump, but he was really there promoting his album. But they had <laughs> Safari on Twitter because, you know, Safari has like a little ball spotness going on. Yeah. And in the wedding, he had all this black paint on his head. He got all that Beijing and it started running. Twitter was going off on him. They was letting them have it. But he needs to t- chuff Safari, call Tiger and get that um hair plug, get that Tory Lanez plug. How do you feel about Safari and Erica getting married? I love them together. I love their story. Um, I think that she made her match. Like I think you needed she needed somebody. I hate to say it, oh God, because I love Safari deep down the side that source spot. I think she needed somebody just a little less corny than her to be with her. Because you got to think everybody who she's they been both with. corny. But as I said, I think she needed somebody match her corny because think of who she was. All these people that she was with. Like before, um, what's this guy? Who, rich, rich, not rich. She was with this guy who played basketball's brother who just got shot. Um, who bow wow? No, who's a rich ba- bow wow? The um guy from Terror Squad. That's that, her son father. That's her son father. He looked crazy now. You know he sell luxury cars in Miami. And then she was with uh Draymond Green's half brother, uh Calvin. Oh, God, I forget his name, but he he just got killed recently. R.I.P. to him. She was with DJ Envy. DJ Envy, like she really wasn't with no like. She's with more higher profile people than Safari, and I feel like, um, cause I used to watch Scare Famous where they met, like how he was, gen- he was genuinely chasing her, and she was kind of like really not paying him no mind. And then, like she said, like she, um, in her Instagram caption that I recently saw that she feels like in the loss of her father, you know, her father just died of cancer about a year ago. She feels like her father sent to her husband because she he literally died after Scare Famous, and she said like, she was in this like big depression, you know, grieving and stuff. And Safari was like the man who was constantly in her life and not as someone who. She, tried to scheme on her and stuff even when she was in relationships after that he was just there consistently and it was the person that she needed he respects her son because Bow Wow didn't respect her son that's why they um their um wedding broke off because she said he was wild rude to her son and it was I think I think they their relationship works it just works seamlessly because even um in this the episode before this one at the bachelorette party she was getting wild crazy and stuff and her friends was getting crazy he's like so like he literally came out of his bachelorette party to talk to her he's like you really upset and she's like, somebody about to herb you. They herb you. And he was like, okay, Erica, have fun. I'm not going to argue with you. Enjoy your day. And walked out. She needs that man with that levelness because she's on crazy and he's not like that. I just feel like um, Erica Mena is evil and she is soulless. <gasps> and I feel like Safari is a genuinely nice guy. Yes, he's he's, a, very he's naive, a nice guy. So he's going to try to even it out with her because she needs help and she's a barb. And I'm going to only tell you this once you're the illest. I'd have been at her wedding singing all the Nicki Minaj songs. I'd have been like, you got swag, you you got spunk. I'd have been on the mic. 
Like yalla, yalla. That's why they got in a fight outside of Woodland. Yalla, I will beat both of them up. Yalla, yalla. That's why you didn't see recently they got in a fight outside of Woodland. He he two piece a nigga ass because they were saying you you here with her because you couldn't get with Nikki. And, and shit. then they had me weak when um they meet the picture of him crying on the aisle and it, it said it's a picture of him crying and it said damn this is supposed to be Nikki. Like uh, I was just no. Uh, Please, I'm not here for this little fake. I love wedding. it. The, the wedding was beautiful though. Yeah, I feel like it was for TV. I feel like it was fake. I feel like they. But they had regular people in their wedding. But I feel like they... I don't think it was for TV because they had regular, regular, schmegler people from the Bronx in there. But I feel like they sped it up for TV. Like, let's get this wedding on TV. We're oh. coming back to New York. All the OGs is coming back. We need a storyline. And also, I guess, I as a like, woman, I feel like she didn't want to have a baby with, with a different last name at this point. Like, she wanted to be Miss Erica Samuels with Safari Samuels or whatever the baby name Samuels. You can have a baby and they can still have Samuels. Not when you forgive birth and you're not married. Before you give it a name, it says the mother's last name. It's no, it don't. You can pick the last name. My mother... Well, Mother wasn't married. You could pick your child. Yes, you have to say so. But if she put, like, say your mother pushed you out and she was super unconscious and it's like, oh my god, I couldn't wake up for like a day. It would say baby, mother, whatever the mother's last name is. If y'all was not married, she would have to say, nope, mm -mm, this is this this the daddy. No, I feel like they rushed this, but um. For the season, because this is the season of the OGs, and I feel like she just wanted to have a good storyline. I want an old Erica Manabek. I wish she wasn't pregnant so she could fight. Mm, I'm sick of her. We're going to move on from Love & Hip Hop New York, and we're going to jump across, go down south, and we're going to move to Love & Hip Hop yes. Miami. So on this episode, we had Suki Hana made her debut. Miss I'm 5 her throw 6-6. Suck a nigga dick. Make so, her eat the pussy like chicken nuggets. In this episode, we got <laughs> to meet... I know that. <laughs> we got to meet Suki Hana... We got to meet Hood Brat. We got to meet um, Camillionaire, yeah. which is the girl that sings Twerk for me. Um, we got to see Prima Donna. We got to see more of Jocelyn. Miss Piggy. And in this episode, a big part of the episode was about um, Trina confronting Julian for stealing her money and um, her album being pulled off the shelves. And um, her, her confronting Trick Daddy, um, new, his new things. Oh, yeah, his new girlfriend. That's way out of line. But I, I just feel like um, she that did girl... A lot. That girl, she she's not really gonna be a main factor in the story because she's burning all her bridges. Cause she's pressed, she's pressed by Joy, and I don't know why. She's so pressed by Joy. But um, when it comes to like Trina and Julian, it was just her, her like that album that she that she was putting out it was the good. one. It was a good album, and she had um been supposed to put that album out two years ago because it was on pre order two years ago, and for it to be taken down, that's bad business. And basically, she spoke about how. That affected her businessly, but when her mom passed away, he didn't reach out to her and which stuff messed, like that. Yeah, it was really messed up. And I feel like he brought the contract and it didn't have Trina's name in it. But if somebody knows you working with Trina, a big reason you got that $300,000 is because Trina's name is attached to you. Mm -hmm. And the least you could have did with some of that money was pay off the producers. Yeah, at least at the bare minimum so they won't pull her stuff. Like, you didn't do, you didn't handle your business um I Records. never heard of an album getting pulled off the shelves after it debuted. After it debuted, because of producers not being paid. I've seen it get pulled because of, like, um, legalizations or it being incriminated. It like, I've seen six, it six, get nine. pulled off by, like, copyrights. Copyrights, like, six, you yeah. You don't own that beat. You don't, or you don't own a lyric or whatever it means, things with the label, but not because producers did not get paid. And I, and I also really feel in this situation, I feel for Amara, because Amara is in... She, this is in distress. She does not know what to do. No, but it's worse on Trina because now people are not going to want to work with you because they see you as bad business. I mean, I mean, Trina has a good reputation. I feel like Trina can always bounce back because she is Trina the baddest, but like Amara is now attached to Julian. So now they know, especially with this, they airing Julian ass out. And then she's like telling him like, my life depends on you, bro. Because think about it. When's the last song Amara song you heard besides Insecure? I don't really listen to her music anyway. But it's not all Spanish music. 
So, I don't care if it's English. I don't listen to Amara La Negra music. I love Amara Negra. But, I mean, she had a song out that went, did really, really well called Insecure. It's a very good song. Mm-hmm. And then it just... Because... Who, who, who's behind her? A bum, a bum man who stole $300,000 from Trina, the baddest bitch. Are you crazy? Like, that is freaking career suicide. All right, so speaking of Amada La Negra, in the episode, you got to see Shay Johnson. She's Amada's dating Shay's brother, but Shay is mad at Amada He's because cute. Amada is meeting up with... um. You don't think so? Amada is meeting up with JoJo, her old friend, and basically, Shay, Amada, and JoJo was friends after season one. They all became close friends. Shay and JoJo stopped speaking because JoJo started talking to Shay's ex, but JoJo and Amada was more close. JoJo crossed Amada, and then it became Shay and Amada, and then Amada met Shay's brother, and they got in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So Shay is just, in this episode, it was turning me off because I felt like Shay was just bullying Amada to not be friends with JoJo, see things my way, and I just felt uh, like that was unnecessary uh, because really? at the end of the day, she she's a grown-ass woman, and she could be friends with whoever she wants to be friends with, and... That's my question to you. Like, is it okay for your friends to tell you who to be friends with? But it really wasn't like that with them. She was saying, like, why would you bring her back in our circle? Either she's crossed me and you to to the like to a point where of no return. I think Shay was doing like what we said earlier, warning her friend, like, do not reopen this door, especially because you're dealing with my brother now. No, so but she said if you become friends with her, we're gonna have a problem. That's basically her telling her she can't be friends with somebody else. That somebody crossed me and you. And now, and now you're dealing with my family? No. I agree I agree with I agreed no. with Shay there. I don't. I feel like Shay is just reaching, and I feel like Shay does not want Amada to be friends with JoJo, not because what JoJo did to Amada. I feel like Shay just feels a way because she don't want them to be friends because she's hurt from what JoJo did to her. And I'm, I, I guess I can say it, it played a part, but like... And I don't like Shay brother for Amada because I feel like... When he came down in that towel, oh my God. First of all, her mother was looking like, is you stupid or is you dumb? Why is you coming? I feel like he using Amada and he want to come up because he's inserting himself in all her business, even her business, like business business. Yeah. And he's trying to talk about, um, I want to have a baby with you. You just met, they've been together for no longer than a year, probably nine months because you know filming time. Yeah. Like, I feel like. But she said she said in, in, in the opening one that they have known each other for years, so she's been friends with Shay, but she said it just, they dated, but it was, timing was off. Now they just, I feel like he wanna, he wanna trap her. I mean, doesn't everybody? No, you, she needs to run from this relationship. Like, it's, it seemed like he's no good and he just wanna trap her and Shay, they just want a storyline forever, and Amada is their storyline, and it's like, get her, get her, get her, like. I but like I, I agree with Shay, like don't don't like especially if we have a connection, we are vibing, everything is good. Don't bring toxic people into our circle, and, and like I said, like she said, if you gonna bring her in here, we're gonna have a problem. But that was her best friend before Shay. It doesn't, but now I know what she's about. Like she called her Angry Bird for a reason. <laughs> when Shay was out there trying to um get little scrappy. Amada and Jojo was friends. They didn't know who a Shay was. And then Shay came in and exposed that ass and showed her for who she really was. And then now you know what it is. So like she said, if you bring her, we're going to have problems because she is nothing but a problem. And that's why I was very proud of Amada when they had the sit down. She was telling her, like, I thought about it and I invited you here to maybe reconcile yourself. But then I saw the interviews that you did and the things you said about me on radio and stuff like that. And I don't think it's best for us to be friends at this point. And I'm sorry for wasting your time. And that should have been that. Yeah, I feel like Amada really is um, on the show. She handles everything accordingly. Because like that was in the middle of her performance, too. And they, all that shit was going down. I feel like she handles everything really accordingly and respectfully. Even when the way she spoke to Trina about Julian, I feel like she handles herself correctly. Very. But with grace. With a lot of grace. We're going to move on from that. We're going to go into one of our 
our longest segment, which is one of our most popular segments, which is You Won't Believe This, which is where we talk about a lot of things that's going on in hip-hop and just all-around news. But before we get into the segments, before we get into topics, I have breaking news. So it was just released from the people's news that rapper Juice World died from accidental overdose of oxycodone and codeine. That is the coroner's report. So Damn. the coroner just leaked that. And I just feel like that's crazy. That is. And I just feel like an accidental overdose, it could have been avoided. And I just want to tell people, get you stop doing lawyer. drugs. And get you a good lawyer. Because if you're carrying that shit with you, just make sure you have your lawyer on speed dial so you don't have to swallow drugs like that no more. Yeah, stop, being dr- stop doing drugs. Don't let this music game influence you on doing drugs. Because he was only 21. Junkie and shit he died. is not cute. Like, don't let the drug culture... Don't get influenced by the drug culture to, to lose your life. That's all I'm trying to say. Y'all seen that. So... We're going to move on. We're going to get into our topics. All right, so topic number one, as I told you, I went to Yams Day this weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. and one of the big things that came out was Pop Smoke was arrested, and he was supposed to perform at Yams Day. He was supposed to be the big headline closer. Yeah. So Pop Smoke was arrested for allegedly transporting stolen a stolen Rolls Royce from his mother, from um blah, 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 from a stolen Rolls Royce that winded up in front of his mother's house. In Canarsie. He, Why is a Rolls Royce in Canarsie? His mother had to put up her house for collateral to pay his two hundred and fifty thousand bill, yeah. and he missed his performance at Yams Day. So, mm. what I want to say about this is, That's the ghetto. I, I feel like these Brooklyn rappers don't know how to stop doing ghetto shit once they make it. I feel and, like hood shit. Like get yo, stop gang banging. Doing you doing street nigga shit, and you are not a street nigga no more. You are a artist. Act like one, cause them advances is only but so much that your mother has to put up her house for your bail. That means you haven't even cleared a check yet to pay your own bail. My thing is Priorities, like, bro. y'all need to learn how to be rich, learn how to stay in the place. You don't have to do these things no more. And I feel yes. like when they get famous, what y'all need to do is once y'all become famous rappers, y'all need to cut off the old people that you was with. Like, it's not like you trying to be boozy or nothing, but you have to learn how to level up. And a part of the level up is not doing this ghetto shit no more. You don't need to steal cars. You have one of, you have one of the biggest albums that came out in 2019. You could do better, be better, and not be into this ghetto shit. Like now, your mother don't have a house because she had to put it up for you to. This is what you had. Min- this is what you had minions for. This is what you got a crew for. Like, and then knowing him, he's probably in some type of three sixty deal where Ooh. he's not gonna get this money back. He's not to give his mother a house. So now your mother, she probably gonna be back in the Kanasi projects again, which is ghetto and horrible. And we're gonna move on for that because I have a question. Taylor. So, Erica Dixon reveals that her eight-month-year-old twins have never been vaccinated and have never been sick yet. So, do you feel like it's okay for the children not to be vaccinated? No, I think this is the fucking worst. I think this is so stupid. I hate this. Erica Mena's putting this shit up, too. No, Erica Dixon. Oh, Erica Mena said it, Yeah, she's not vaccinating her baby. Yeah. Dirty. Dirt, dirty. Because I feel like when you make choices like this, you have to make not only for your child as a parent, you have to make it for other children that your kid is going to be around. Period. Like, you're unvaccinated ass kid going to be freaking bringing chinkankuya and cooties <laughs> and shit around my kid. And now my kid has something. Yeah, I definitely feel like the same way. I feel like if you are a parent, it is your responsibility to vaccinate your kids because at the end of the day, the other kids are in danger. Like, a part of the time, I have a very good immune system. I have never been sick, like, when I've been out of school. I get sick when I, like, as a kid. I used to get sick going to school and sick from other kids. Nobody in my house really ever gets sick. And if we sick, it's it's something really serious. I feel like you should vaccinate your kids, especially when they're younger, because, you know, most of the vaccinations last for five years and stuff like that. And as a baby, you're most vulnerable. So I feel like they should have got vaccinated because... 
they're eight months year old. Their immune system is not built to fight all that stuff. No yet. matter if they own the titty milk or not, the bare minimum. Like I never had. I am 26 years old. and I've never got chicken pox. Never. I've never got none of that stuff because why? My mother made sure shoot me up, shoot him up, Scotty. And because we black. And that too, because we don't get shit. We don't get measles. Yeah, yeah, I never. Oh, girl, somebody, we don't get yellow fever. Child, we don't get chicken pox. I ain't never seen nobody a black person with chicken pox. Like. Come on, but certain things you need you need to only think because then you want to put your freaking your sickly ass unvaccinated kid in school with my child hawking and coughing and sneezing and now my kid has something that it can't get rid of because you cause especially because um they I blame the vegans. Me vegan too. people started all of this non-vaccinated shit. These vegetarian tree huggers started all this non-vaccination shit, and I feel like it needs to go. I feel like as a parent, it's your responsibility as a human being. Keep Fuck your kid home. If you do not want to vaccinate, keep your kid home. Yeah, I watch like, Bubble Boy. That's where your kid needs to be in a bubble. I feel like as a as a human being, you should be vaccinated and your kid should be vaccinated. But we're gonna move on from that. So our next topic, we're gonna get into Bad Baby, which is one of my enemies in life. <laughs> she speaks. <laughs> I really can't stand this girl. You know I can't stand this girl. Hi, bitch. Need, Bye, bitch. I, I, Hi, I like bitch. that song, though, but I need... That, bad Baby, the reason why Belts was created... Literally. She speaks about how... She spoke She spoke out about her father not being in her life. After and, he posted on Facebook that his wife, a.k.a. her mother, was abusing him because of the, the video they put on uh, TikTok of them play fighting, and he was pressing charges in the government, and uh, um, the government and whoever town they from wasn't taking child um, abuse really seriously, and he's pressing charges and filing a lawsuit on her behalf. So basically... And she, that made her... Tired. She was claiming that... Um, he was claiming that the mother was abusing her and all of this stuff, and basically she just spoke about how he was never in her life, all she of this and all of that. Shit. And for one thing, I really agree with her because at the end of the day, you wasn't in my life for 17 years and I feel like... She said he left when she was three months old. I feel like he's now speaking about her um, now because she's famous and she's successful. And I feel like fame actually does change people. And not even the people that's famous. Fame changes the people around you. Mm-hmm. And I Look feel at like... Markle's pops. I feel like she should have known that that was coming. And I feel like it sucks to be a teenager and not really have your father in your life and that this is now how you, he wants to come in your life defaming your mother I do feel like her and her mother relationship is very toxic mm-hmm. but I feel like at the end of the day that's not- all she got and that's how she knows how to love I feel yeah. like she wasn't raised on love she was raised on survival and at the end of the day that's just how she knows how to love that's how they know how to interact because you wasn't there so that's all she got she's gonna keep her toxic mother around and that's because they have a system that already works for them you may view it as abusive but that's just how they love his opinion is not required nor desired like bro like she said he left he left her when he left her at three months to be with a canadian stripper and then got married to her on her third birthday and didn't pay for the stripper and pay for the stripper to get here and she's like, she said, oh, my mom ain't all together, but she's my mom and she raised me and I'm here. And I feel like this is a trend that we see in pop culture now. We're seeing a lot on um, in our media of like fathers and mothers and sisters and brothers are popping up from celebrities and saying, making comments for things that they're not here for. Like I said earlier, look at Meghan Markle's father. He's sitting there having the t- um, two cents about why she left the um, the... the what do you call these people? The royal house and why she, how she's been, she asked for money and all these things like that. And I'm like, bro, you didn't raise her either. You weren't even present at her wedding. You weren't there with the, at the birth of little baby Archie. Like, what, how are you doing interviews and speaking on her behalf? She doesn't even talk to you. And it's very clear and everybody knows this. But you're still persistently out here selling pictures to tabloids, making comments on things that are not for you. And same thing with Bad Babies Pops. You literally put this on Facebook. How low can you be? Because now you sitting there, now say if you did press these charges on her behalf, you can't collect, my dude. 
What are you collecting on? So, uh, uh, collecting on a kid that you don't even know. So that's why you got exposed on Instagram Live like that. And now you should be ashamed of yourself. You're coming out like a freaking garbage dumpster baby. Like, you're just disgusting for even making a comment on on parenting that you weren't even there for. Or to, if you felt that she was in such danger, you didn't feel that way to be more active in my life before the blow up. So what are you going to do? You look like a leech. And you are a leeching ass dad, and you deserve to be exposed. All right, so we're going to move on. to so Commodus Gunson apologizes for giving white male models African braids for their Egyptian-inspired so-called <sighs> And I just feel like that this is absolute bullshit because I feel like what these um, designer brands do a lot is that they like black outrage because it brings eyes and attention to sure their clothes. And I feel like there had to be somebody in that room to say, What the fuck no, is this? Do not put these braids on these boys. These boys even... was pale, vampirish looking the, white boys. And the fucking lace fronts was doing a V. They was doing the, the Dracula V on their eyebrows. It was and, like that. And I feel like it was just a wrong move for the brand to do because it that's a brand that I feel like a lot of people multi-race wear yeah. because it's affordable. But I feel like you turning your back on the black people just to cause this outrage so you could be talked about. And I feel like it was a bad strategic move because now people are not going to... Like, they're not noticing that the people have the power now with social media being out. People could just stop wearing your stuff and find something else to wear. So I feel like it's going to backfire on a brand and nobody's going to wear so. their stuff. I think so. I think that what they're going to do is like every other brand does like Gucci did is put out an iOS press release and be like, oh my God, we're so sorry. We didn't realize we offended anybody. This wasn't our intent. But our collection is coming out in the springtime and we're going to do that. Like, they're going to do something like, oh, for... um. For the pain and sorrow we cause the black community, 30% of our proceeds will go to someplace in Uganda, somewhere in Africa, and then call it a day. And they're still going to collect because people are going to be like, oh, well, they're doing something for us, and that, and that's how they're going to make up. No, I feel like they're going to do what Gucci did, which is hire that black lady that works for Ford as well as a cultural representative. And call it a and day. And they're going to... They're going to just hire her and say that she's going to fix it and nothing is going to be fixed. I do feel like, though, people are going to stop wearing their stuff or, like, stuff like that. But I feel in general that runway shows are just weird as fuck and, like, are a waste of time because a lot of these shows just be, like, they showcase pieces that people really don't wear. Mm -mm. I can't see people wearing some of those pieces in real everyday life. Um, Because, you know, sidebar, besides doing this and being my boo, every Wednesday um, that's my side like hustle I do a lot of the fashion shows and fashion shows are a very um, complex situation for people of color people any any minority because it is a very Caucasian very white based situation and you find yourself seeing things and doing things that are, com are compromising to integrity um, as far as clothing as far as things that they think that are in or hip or innovative and like no 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 this is this cannot rock because this is offensive and they don't have people with black faces or brown faces or people in rooms that are other shades other than white or wonder bread to say hey guys this is not cool this is offensive so this is why things get out there and there's we as minorities need to create not even create, but just infiltrate these spaces and just put halts to this. I feel like if we were in these rooms more than we are, things like this wouldn't happen. No, I feel like what we need to do is create our own. Like, that's what I was saying about the whole situation with, like, J-Lo and the Oscars. Um, when they feel like she was snubbed for the movie um, Hustlers. I feel like, why put so much um, attention and appreciation on the um, Oscars when we could create our own award shows and do our own things? Like, 
maybe if like we get the Jay Z's and the Beyonces to stop going to these award shows mm -hmm. and we have our own award shows that people put value on and actually show up to, we wouldn't need them. And yeah. the same thing is for clothing brands. Let's put our own value and our own stuff on our things so we don't have to go to their stuff and participate in their stuff. But we're gonna move on from that topic. We're gonna move on to Wendy Williams is in under fire and the internet is dragging her because she fought it on national TV. And I feel like it happens, shit. It's a fart. No, I feel like Wendy Williams is just looking for any type of attention right now and any type of thing. What? Like, do you know what I it do. is to hold a fart? It fucking no, hurts. No, it's not even about holding a fart. I feel like she is doing anything for attention, whether it's coming on stage crying, showcasing them thick ass ankles. <sighs> it's she's just showing that? off. Like she is thick. For example, she this week she stated that Nene will Nene leaks is leaving um quitting Real Housewives of Atlanta and not coming back and it's too much for her and she started crying saying that Nene is going through X, Y, and Z she's going through so much but she never stated what Nene was going through and I feel like Wendy is just looking for attention right now and trying to get them ratings up but we're gonna move on from her farting on TV because that is not Leave something we're gonna discuss Serena Williams admits that she's hated the way her husband smelled during her pregnancy and I thought that was so fucking funny. I couldn't take that because I just couldn't believe it. Like, girl, you knew you married that. That's why you don't. I feel like this is how I feel. Go Some ahead. people may not agree with it. Go but ahead. Unpopular opinions. I love it. I live for it, friends. It is okay to have sex with whoever you want to have sex with. If you, It's okay. Like, I feel like I could personally have sex with all the people that's out of my race. But when it you comes to. You said you could it or you I could? I could. Oh, but when it comes to dating. I cannot date somebody that's out of my race. Like, if I cannot date somebody that's not black or Spanish. Like, I feel like black and Spanish is kind of like one race. We are. But I cannot <laughs> date somebody out of that peripheral to be in a serious relationship with. Because at the end of the day, it's, it are smells. Like, people of different races do have a, a smell. smell. Like, yeah. a certain scent or a certain way that they operate that I know that I could not get jiggy with. White people don't wash their legs. Like, I cannot get jiggy with... Um, people not knowing what a washcloth is and they just use the soap. I cannot get jiggy with the European way of um not taking a shower every day, taking a shower every three days. It's just certain stuff that I cannot get jiggy with. I mean, I thought it was so funny when I read it because, like she said, when she was pregnant, when pregnant women have smells and senses and things and cravings. So sometimes his pheromone probably is not working with her pregnancy. But I can say, Serena, I collapse to you, my good sis. Because you got you a good white man who be out there at every, every event, every tournament. He be there because when the when the damn ref got crazy with her at the Wimbledon, he was like, he stood up and had his white ass hands on his hip because he was ready to fuck shit up. And he I love ready it. to call the manager. He sure was, and I love it because you know he um he come from a coin. She had hit the jackpot, but um, like I said, it's she was pregnant, so that's what makes it even more funny. Cause like some people hate their partners when they're pregnant, when they get the fuck out their faces. You should have just sprayed him, breathed him from the back, or put some Lysol, or take. You should took essential oil slits and put them on the back of his um, focal points, on the back of his ears, or in his creases, so he can smell like something else. All right, so rapper, Rock Nation rapper, and Jay Z's former protege, Vic Mensa, was arrested in Cali for possession of brass knuckles. Yay. And this is surprising to me because I didn't know brass knuckles was illegal. Yes. And I just feel like Vic Mensa has been going off the rail. He had a promising career and about 2014 and just now 
everything is just going downhill. Even with um him, like he was popular around the time that Rita Ora was yeah, popular, and I feel like so. both of their careers are just doing like very bad, very downhill from like 2014 to now. It's like it was like that time frame, like that 2013, 2014, 2015, like all, all the, the artists, artists flopped. Iggy, Rita, Vic Mensa, who else am I missing from the top that was on there? Uh, all of Young Money, besides Nicki Minaj and Drake. Like, they, everybody was flopping. I don't know, but I'm. Was it the contracts? Was it something in the water, in the air? Was it in the? Music? I feel like people was getting signed too fast and not really being real developed artists yet. You think they? And I feel like I thought in my head, I thought that they, they were shelving them for like a time. Like I do feel like that way too, especially with like the women that were signed to Rock Nation. I felt like mm-hmm. Rihanna has always been a priority, and Rihanna is the Rihanna gets first choices at songs and stuff like that. That's what happened with Rita Ora. They was giving a lot of her songs to Rihanna. Yeah. And I feel like Rita messed up her career when she went too much into the fashion world. Yeah, and went and messed up with uh, Rob Kardashian. She became Rihanna Jr. Like, once she went too deep into the fashion world, she should have been like, I'm the music girl, I'm gonna do the music. And Same thing, like, this, that whole era, you know who else I feel like is gonna rub off on? On um, Asian the Brat, because Gucci is not doing nothing with her. Yeah, Gucci is really ruining her career right he's about ruining, now. He's ruining her, and making it even more embarrassing that he's on Instagram saying, I'm looking to sign the, the next female artist. Bro, you already have one! No, but he's too worried about <laughs> in his career that's not going nowhere yeah. but we're gonna move on to some more music new Migos announces Culture 3 and says that this will be the last chapter and their last album as a group and I, I kind of like, feel like um, I don't like this I don't like it at all either because I feel like as a group they're stronger because I don't want to hear a takeoff I don't want to hear Quavo by himself even though he's the Beyonce and I don't want to hear <laughs> um, I don't want to hear Offset by himself and I feel like Takeoff is the better of the rap of the better the three of at rapping. Yes. But I feel like he doesn't get the attention he needs. So I feel like to hear the good bars, we have to hear all three of them together. I yeah. feel like they're stronger together than separate, like the Power Rangers. And I feel like they need to just stick together because yeah. I feel like if they break up, none of them are gonna get where they need to not go. As, like, not as I far like, as they could together. I feel like Quavo, he's he's gonna do a good a couple of good songs, but he's not gonna make it. Offset's so career is gonna fail. But he's gonna be more visible than the other two because he's with Cardi B. I feel like I feel like Offset gonna be be more of the fashion killer, like, cause that's what he's getting himself into now. I feel like he's gonna be like the ASAP Rocky of like the Migos, like just getting in more of the fashion line. The couture artists wanna work with him. Quavo is gonna be Beyonce, like Beyonce unless he's still stuck up Sweetie ass and makes Sweetie Cardi B Jr., which is horrible. And then Takeoff is gonna be real low key. I feel like it'll be some Pharrell ass, Andre 3000 ass artists. Be real low key, pop in, pop out, and make some fire ass investors some fire ass artists. I feel like he would be like an artist developer um, take off because low key I feel like unpopular all, opinion all quality control and take off's stuff. album was the best it even was. though he had no features take off album was the best but I'm tired of I feel like quality control is at the they? I feel like they already peaked, and I feel like all of their artists are dying out now. Even, really? Even City Girls? You think they're dying off too? Yes, I like City Girls, but I feel like they're dying out. I don't feel like they're gonna make an album as great as the two that they released already. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Lil Baby. Nobody is caring about Lil Baby no more. Oh, everybody. Yeah, but you can talk about the next topic because I am so drained from this. <laughs> oh, you don't be. I love to be our R. Kelly spills. So, Asriel is the real reason that her and Jocelyn fought. 
So we get a sneak peek into why the Bad Girls Club R. Kelly House remix went down for real. Azriel states that the reason why her and Jocelyn fought is because Joycelyn was taken off of R. Kelly's visitation list. Mm-hmm. And Azriel was the main one, and Joycelyn felt some type of way. And now that Azriel has departed herself from R. Kelly, Joycelyn feels like she needed to buck up and address Azriel in person and come out outside her face. So this is why the brawl went out. And breaking news, Azriel's already filming her part of R. Kelly's part three of the documentary of why of the escaping car, um escaping R. Kelly documentary. She's filming her portion. And Joycelyn is no longer a part of it. And now that Azriel and, jo- and Joycelyn had that, that had that fight, Azriel has removed herself from R. Kelly's visitation list. She's no longer wanting to receive messages of emails, letters, um, calls, anything. And basically saying Joycelyn is the last resort and she feels some type of way because she is the last resort. And always has been from the beginning. Because she, she also stated that Joycelyn was not his favorite. It was her and Dominique. And that's why they got into a brawl out and she's going through therapy and she's being better for herself. And she she said she prays for Joycelyn to um, wake up because she's in a dark hole. <laughs> All right. I'm so sick of them. I don't have nothing to comment on either one of them. I'm sick of R. Kelly. I'm sick of the um the prisoner girls that are not really prisoner. I can't. I'm going to move on girls. to the next topic. Okay. <sighs> yes. The sister wife's Audrey to me. He claims that Lyra Galore is desperate and is trying to hustle him because she is... She got a restraining they order. They're saying she wants a restraining order, and on top of that, she wants the $15 million of him stopping for her. Because they both on Sugar Booger. She said she spit on, he spit on her and beat her up during the pregnancy. That's why they baby look crazy. I believe I believe all of Lyra's claims. I believe he did Me hit too. her. I do believe she deserves this, um, this money, and I do believe she deserves the... Um, the restraining order because Pete always looks spaced out. He always look aggressive. <laughs> he nose. always yelling at the city girls in the documentary. Yeah, always. He he just looks really controlling. He looks very bothered. He looks like I want to be Matthew Knowles. That's I how do, he talks. I do feel like that Um, she is trying to hustle him. She's a hustler. But at the end of the day, you lay down with her and you slept with her because you have never been that guy to get that type of girl yeah. and you thought that you could handle her and she handled you. You beat that girl. Give her her money. Bada bing. Don't hit the game. Bada boom. Yeah. Hate the player. Don't hit the game. Next, I'm going to move on to Monique getting her own special on Showtime. Yes, Monique. And she's basically saying, F Netflix. She's going to make this money on Showtime. She's going to take this check and she's going to flip it, put her thing down, flip it, and And reverse reverse it. it. And she ain't ripping the thing. Yeah, come on. She deserves this. Netflix played her and played Wanda Sykes, played all the female, black female comedians. And I feel like... She didn't play. She fucking... um, What's the name? Decker played her too. And I feel like now she's gonna show Oprah, Tyler Perry, and Lee Daniels, and all of them that play Will Packer. Yeah, Will Packer. That she's gonna make her money. She's gonna make her money, and Monique is still funny. I feel like. And that's pay- and those are paying coins. Those are not even no Netflix streaming coins. Those is coin, coin, coins on those Showtime. Those is pay-per-view channel coins. coins. Those are niggas who got money who pay cable bills every month coins. And I feel like she deserves this because Monique is still funny. I have seen some movie that she put out around Christmas time in 2018 with um, her, DC Young Flying Gabrielle Union, and it was really still funny. I feel like she still has what it takes to be funny, and I feel like... I don't think she's ever lost it. I just feel like time... No, time, I feel like they time, blackballed her. Yeah, blackball. They're saying the blackballing and that time just took took from her juice. But you can't stop what God got made for you, cause 
sis has got the juice and it ain't Christian up over time just because she got a few gray hairs. She says she still ain't no grandma. It's going to be raunchy and ratchet like we know her to be. And I'm all here for it because I used to sneak and watch Queens of Comedy as a kid because I was not able to watch Monique. And Auntie Monique, you got it. And I'm here for our stand. Tell Netflix, suck your whore. I feel like Monique is definitely top five. Well, not top five. Maybe like top ten when it comes to comedy and really? comedy game. Dead or alive. I'm talking about dead or alive. I'm oh. not talking about just alive. I feel like Monique is definitely top ten when it comes to that. And I feel like she is um maybe the funniest woman comedian ever. But I'm it's like her and Samore are two of the funniest yeah, ladies. Yeah, Samore is hilarious. But we're going to move on to our final story, which is the baby's legal trouble keeps growing because he was involved in a brawl in Las Vegas. <sighs> and this is like the third case. But I stand this time. This time... This is like the third case against the baby, like, and he's saying he's counter suing everyone all year round. And my thing is, you don't need to be in none of this drama. You are the biggest hip hop artist out right now. You and Rowdy Rich, y'all the you Rowdy Rich, Lil Baby, y'all are two of the biggest artists out right now. And I feel like y'all don't need to be in these and Pop Smoke too and Fabio. Y'all don't need to be in these lawsuits. Y'all don't need to be in these problems. Y'all don't need to. Y'all need to avoid all of this. Did you see the footage? A little bit of it. I feel like you need to live your life in you, the most peaceful way. Did you see his iOS press release, basically? Yes. Okay, so... I'm over it. For who, for y'all out there who don't know why he is in this situation, he was in a... Not Las Vegas, in Beverly Hills. He was in a hotel in Beverly Hills with his two-year-old daughter, and the valet guy wanted to take a video of him and asked him and the baby responded and telling him no because, you know, you putting this out, I got my kid with me, will expose where I am, and it's not safe for me and my child. So he said the valet guy gave him the keys, he parked the car, and he said he clearly can see the valet um, worker taking the video from 50 feet away. So the baby pulls up on him, he said, I literally can see him writing his caption on his Snapchat. He said, I pull him to the side and tell him, yo, like you're putting me and my daughter in, in, in harm's way by doing this. He said, and you on the clock, bro. So the baby yokes him up and puts him on the chair and tells him to delete that shit. And he felt some type of way, he felt like he was assaulted. But as, as an artist, first of all, bro, you work in a Beverly Hills hotel. Mm-hmm. This ain't the first celebrity you ever came in contact with. So why are you so thirsty to record the baby knowing that his hands do work? I just feel That's like... strike one for you. Two, and if you were smart about it and you were professional about it because this is your place to work and you're on the clock, you could simply say, hey, yo, like when you put your daughter down or like you take her up, would you mind, if you come back down, would you mind taking that video? Because the, we already knows the baby is, is um, not posh of taking pictures with his fans. He probably would have put his kid to bed, ordered some chicken tenders, and came down and took a picture with you. would have asked accordingly, a bit more professional about it. But the fact that you went after he asked you not to record him and his daughter, you did it anyway, you deserve your ass whooped. Because you. this is not only him. Like, he can handle himself as a grown-ass man. You're putting a child in danger. And you're at your place of work. So I know this is against company policy somewhere in the house. So now, congratulations, you played yourself. You Now you probably don't lost your job, and you got your ass whooped by the baby. I don't feel like he lost his job. I oh, no, like, I, I think they fired him because that's against company policy. I know they probably did. No, He's in Beverly Hills. But I don't feel like they will fire him over that because it's a hip-hop artist. You're going to get away with doing stuff like that. They're going to make the baby look problematic like all the blogs are doing. And you have, I feel like kids are off limits with stuff like that. Like, you have to understand people have kids. And, like, you putting this on your Snapchat because you know your location is on because you pop up in your little bit emoji thing on the map when you on Snap. So now they're going to know where you work at and they're going to be pulling up. 
like even if they were just regular degular fans who did me no harm, it's still a dangerous situation because we know how crazy fans can get for celebrities. I don't feel like kids are over limits. I feel like <gasps> once you once you're a celebrity, you signed up for this. You signed up for But my kid didn't. No, so what? You signed up for this. You know when you signed that contract, you knew what the things was. You cannot be a celebrity. And this goes out to all celebrities. You cannot be a celebrity and think, I want the good parts of being famous, but I don't want the bad parts. No, you're famous. You could have lived a mediocre life. You could have been a regular person. You could have still did your art and not been famous. You know what you you know what you signed up for. Mm -hmm. You cannot pick and choose what parts of the famous life that you want. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, I, it sucks. It may be sucky to be your kid for a while, but she's gonna get to that age where being the baby's kid is gonna be a good thing. Yeah, but she's, she's two right now. She's two, and she can defend herself. So I feel like like I, like he said, I told him not to record me and my kid. You didn't listen. You got the pause put on you. I don't have no sympathy for the baby or the baby's baby. I feel like it is what it is, and I feel like you know what you signed up for when you be a celebrity, and that's about it. So we're gonna move on to our next segment, which we do every week, is where we give somebody weirdo of the week, and we basically just call somebody out for being the weirdest person of the week, <laughs> and all the stuff that's going on, and we just shout them out and all their weirdotry, and all of their they sleaziness. And it's been a lot of people that was weird this week that we could give it to. We could give it to Julian, Amada La Negras, and Trina's manager. Sure could. We could give Widow of the Week to P from Quality Control. We could give Widow of the Week to Bad Baby's father, Wendy Williams for farting on TV, um, Serena Williams for saying her white husband stink. For everybody who's saying Martin Luther King died for freedom when he didn't get died, he killed, he got killed. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the weirdest person, in my opinion, I would have to give it to um, I don't know. They all very weird this week. I would give it to Coma de Garcon, the brand, because I feel like that's weird of you to um isolate and alienate um black people because they're the one of the main people that actually buy your products. Yeah. So I would give them my weirdo of the week. Well, my Willow Week is not going to be from my list. It's going to be from Twitter because, you know, like I said, Monday I was chilling, so I was on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our political state in this country right now is very uh, ratchet and scarce. It makes you want to grab your pearls. So our bootleg ass president, the Orange, had a kind of like a board kind of thing, and they were talking about Martin Luther King Day. And one of his counterparts says that she would have thought that Martin Luther King would be objective to Trump's impeachment. And I looked to my left and I looked to my right and I want to say, bitch, are you dumb? She said that she thinks that Martin Luther King was alive today. He would be against impeaching Trump. So she is my weirdo of the week and everybody on his on his team because he's out of here. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I don't understand what's going on in the Republican side of things, okay? I like my white people democratic and from New York, okay? Blue and all day green. All right. So, we're going to move on to what we do, is which, I was, which is our final segment of the show, which is we just give somebody MVP of the week, somebody who we feel is doing good, shining bright like a diamond, as Rihanna would say. And I feel like my MVP of the week is definitely going to Monique. 
for getting her own Showtime special. I'm one of the few people that always stood by Monique. Girl, I did try to boycott Netflix for you for one week. It didn't work <laughs> after that because they started putting out some good movies. They started putting out that um that where is who is Monday or with the thing with the five sisters. Monique, I did boycott Netflix for you for all of five days, I my can't, sister. Uh... I stood with you, my sister, and I still stand with you, my sister. So shout out to you getting your little Showtime, your Showtime special, and I'm gonna watch Showtime for the first time in my life. Yeah, because I don't watch Showtime, I watch Stars, which is where power comes from. Yeah. Did you see that power leak? Girl, we're going to talk about that next week. Okay. We're going to get to that next week. We're going to have a whole segmiana yeah, for where's we'll, the power. Yeah, because we have to unpack power. Where is the power, child? Yeah. But shout out to Monique, Miss Nikki Parker, for being the MVP of the week today. My MVP of the week is going to go down a little political again for all the women, men, children, non-binary um, people who went down in Manhattan on Sunday and marched in the Women's March because it was cold as Jack Frost's balls and y'all was out there marching for women's rights. I appreciate y'all. It is something very important. It is something that's very important in this political climate because they're trying to tell people what to do with their totas or their reproductive systems. They are trying to take rights from us and not pay us our coins that we deserve. Child, they could be they could have been given free money. I was not going out there. It was so cold. I wish I could have been there, but the way my black is set up, I'm meant to be indoors. She said, I'm not going march, but I'm going to shout out the people who march. Shout out because one of my homegirls is out there with her son and he had the cutest little shirt on. It says, my mommy's rights matter. It was so cute and they were out there marching. So shout out to y'all, y'all. Real MVPs, y'all doing the footwork, y'all doing the work. Thank you. All right, guys. So that is our show for this week. We are done. We are out of here. For those of you who don't know where you can listen to us at, you can listen to us every week on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Apple Music, all you gotta do is search The Ratchet Hour and we will be there, okay? And for you guys to let... Okay? My name is Alize Rashamel and you guys can reach me on Instagram at underscore Rashamel, that is underscore R-A-S-H-A-M-E-L, okay? And you guys can reach my baby Taylor at Instagram. Underscore C-A-L-L-M-E-H-C-H-E-E-K-Z Call me Cheeks, that's where you can find me. You can find me on Snapchat there too. I'm the old time. Yeah, and we are out of here, y'all. We're going to give y'all a little something to slide off to. But yeah, we done. You heard? All right.